0: To the left of the dial, I'm your host Kitsy, and with me once again is the unpublishable Caleb Coy. <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. It means you can't it be was, published.
1: I can't be because I'm am I too vulgar or just I'm it's too just not very like, good. I'm too, I'm too obscure. You wouldn't get it. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what I am is too hot. Uh, I, I apologize to to you um, both. I'm sitting here in the dark. Uh, with just a ring light on because it's very warm. My air conditioning is broken, so I'm just like I'm trying everything I can to stay cool. Fair um, enough. But I will be a mess by the end of this episode. So only only you two will notice, uh, since we don't record the video though. So that's good.
0: Then I'm, I'm glad you're making a big deal about it for the listeners at home. Yeah. I just, I uh, want them to feel part of the experience, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and you said you too. And uh, that's because we have a guest this week. We have with us uh, YouTube sensation, Alex Melton. Alex, welcome. Hello.
2: Thanks guys for having me. Nice uh, being I'm excited, here. excited yeah. to chat about tunes.
0: We
1: are, uh, we're, we're big fans. Uh, yeah. So we're really stoked to, to have you on. So
2: I, I appreciate that.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite things about doing this show, just in addition to like the, the the chance that we get to share new music with each other is to to bring on guests and have a chance to kind of geek out with musicians and talk about like what you do and just
2: be fans. Uh, so thank you yeah, again. That's, that's one of my favorite things is to just talk
0: music <laughs> with other music appreciators. Sweet. Well, then you've come to the right place. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, especially wanted to talk to to you because most of the musicians and bands that we talk to are, you know, more traditional, like, you know, record an album in a studio and then put it out on a label and then go on tour and play for people. And that's kind of their primary way of engaging with their audience. But uh, you do something a little different. Do you want to explain maybe in your own words kind of what it is that you do?
2: Well, sure. I, I, I think I've tried to come up with a tagline or like an elevator pitch for this type of thing. It's basically just, you know, I, I like to say, I, I take your favorite songs and make them a different genre. That's kind <laughs> yeah. of the broad <laughs> strokes of it. Uh, more specifically, I like to mess around with classic mid-2000s pop punk songs uh, and, and turn them into other things. I like to take all kinds of other genres and turn them into is as if they sounded like a mid-2000s pop punk song. So... <laughs> It all kind of revolves around that scene and that very specific time. I think that a lot of people have a lot of fond nostalgia and memories of is yeah. the, uh, yep. the pop punk yeah, for scene sure. from <laughs> 20 to 15 years ago. Yeah. Which oh. um,
1: I, I know we're, we're going to talk a lot about the, the stuff that you've been doing solo, but uh, you've been in various bands. Is that a, a scene that you kind of came up in musically?
2: Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I, I was a little late. Um, on, on actually playing a lot of it. Uh, I graduated high school in 2008. Okay. Uh, so a lot of my favorite records were already out by the time I picked up a guitar, to be honest. Um, like all those early starting line records and, and Blink-182, Sum 41. Yeah. You know, just like... Uh, so I I was able to just jump in and just find so much new music... Um, immediately, because it was all kind of there. But yeah, I mean, so I guess getting back to your other point about uh, releasing a uh, uh, traditional album release stuff, I usually try to make a, some original composition once a week and post it on YouTube immediately. It's it's a lot more real time than mm-hmm. than what uh, most artists would do, where they they go away and they they write a bunch of stuff and then they present it to you all at once. I find a lot more. Uh, fulfillment out of out of just like the real time almost stream of consciousness. like yeah. here's what I was interested in this week, so now you get to be interested in it too.
1: And that's really cool to to hear. Like, it's it's a lot of the way, and I'm not explaining this to you, obviously, because you do this, but possibly <laughs> for our, our listeners, uh, a lot of the way that the, the YouTube style content works, you know, you're just, you're constantly releasing stuff and you're constantly uh, keeping people engaged that way. Uh, whereas, like you said, you know, traditionally musicians would release a group of songs, an EP, an album, whatnot. Uh, and then like, you know, they perform on those, they tour while writing more, Um <clears throat> You're doing more just that like steady flow of singles uh and, and like that's that's really cool and that's uh it's a lot of how you know we've talked about in the past on the show before how music works these days,
0: yeah I mean I feel like if if one thing if, if they, well there's a few good things about the streaming era um just
3: artists, with not, you.
0: artists not getting paid is the, is the thing that sucks but <laughs> uh you know it kind of brought back the single you know the single went away for a while it wasn't really a thing and now you know it's it's just as easy to release single after single And i feel like that that's kind of a better way to keep people engaged And like you said releasing one once a week so you've always got something new coming out for people to 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 consume um you know whereas like a a a traditional band would go like you know a year or two years between albums people forget about you kind of especially as short as attention spans are these days yeah um yeah, so. and it, it was
2: kind of a necessity for me. I don't know any other way to work, um, and so, you know, I've I've done you know things in the past that haven't gotten you know barely any attention. But it, I came up to prominence, I suppose you would say, during the pandemic when there mm-hmm. were no live shows, there was no other yeah. Uh, yeah. way to to interact with people. So I just really was able to dive headfirst into this method of interaction.
0: Do you think you'll you'll continue on this path once the pandemic kind of fades away and and things go back to normal?
2: I sure hope so because there are so many songs left <laughs> for me to like mess with. Um I have just I there's, you know, a list of of ideas I want to hit and certain things that I've been wanting to do for a really long time that I haven't had a chance to really sit down with, but I also want to expand into other formats okay um i wanted i want to be able to do a live show whatever that looks like
0: i was gonna ask about that
2: (laughs) um and i i I, there are some more long-form projects that are kind of behind the scenes right now that i'm working on that that will be more treated like a proper album release nice so i'm I'm trying to do it all at once (laughs) it's it's very daunting
0: (laughs) you mentioned turning uh turning old, uh, you know, classic songs into mid-2000s pop-punk songs. And uh, the song that we opened the podcast with was uh, one of yours from a while back, actually, which was If Blink-182 Wrote Free Fallen, which I believe was actually the first video of yours I ever saw. And then uh, you actually have a few of those. You've got um, Old Fall Out Boy. You've got uh, The Wonder Years, I believe. And there's there's another one I'm
2: I'm missing. uh, I did one of the story so far. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah oh. And all, all, all free fallen by Tom Petty, all in those different styles, which I, I thought was absolutely brilliant. You know, I, I have to ask with the Blink-182, that seems to be a pretty common theme throughout your videos is if Blink-182 did, you know, X song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, one of my favorite things that I, I see this pop up in the comments on your videos a lot too, is it's not just that you've done the song in the the style of the band but you also do pretty damn spot on yeah uh, <laughs> Tom and uh, and mark impressions including like their their like, onstage mannerisms in your videos uh,
2: yeah so, I it's, <laughs> it, it's a weird thing. I've always gotten told I sound like Mark hoffus um I I just have this I, I don't know I, it's not hard for me to do the Tom it, it, you know very debatable on the Tom Delong impression <laughs> uh, to be honest with you. Like it's like it's it's basically an SNL skit, you know, yeah. where you, you have to kind of just play it up for what it is. You know, yeah. it's 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 I'm not trying to say like, all right, now watch watch this man perfectly recreate Tom DeLong's voice. <laughs> it's just more of like a fun thing, you know, that I'm I'm. I'm trying to give myself an out here of not.
0: <laughs> no, it's 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 more like a caricature than a portrait. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and like it's
1: even if it's not always 100% dead on it's very clear what you're doing and it works. It comes across. So like you know, feel comfortable in that.
0: Um yeah,
1: that's
2: good. That's good also, to know. Also,
0: it's entertaining, which I think is the point. Yes. So. Above um, all else,
2: it has to be worth watching.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, I gotta say, for
1: me, it's it's almost worth watching alone just to see that bass. It's so gorgeous. Oh
2: yeah, <laughs> I do love that bass. It, that was like, that's probably the cheapest instrument I know I own. I think it was like two hundred fifty bucks at Guitar Center. But uh, it's just it's the perfect aesthetic for what I wanted. And I was like, it doesn't matter how much it costs or how little it costs. I'm just that's the one I want. So there you go.
1: It's like the perfect hybrid of the the two that I have owned uh well in in the past I had a getty and I have a, a natural finish p bass and mm, like yeah. that is like the perfect set of combination of both it's so beautiful I love every bit of it
0: Oh yeah <laughs> Now is that the same bass you play on the recordings or is that just like a video base
2: That is the only bass that I own nice. period So it it gets used for tracking everything um and uh, you know it's it's one of those things where I'm I'm I I tell people this all the time where I'm a better editor than I am anything else. Uh so you know if if I play a cheap bass but really know how to make it sound good in post mm-hmm. yeah. then it doesn't really matter. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean that that really is the case though like with uh with digital recording uh, I guess the uh, really you know even in analog if you know what you're doing you could you could take a, a pretty basic cheap instrument and make
2: it sound like a million bucks uh and you do, yeah it's uh it's 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 my like my biggest skill bragging point is that like I'm really good at melodyne and stuff like that I'm not Hell yes. great, I'm not a great <laughs> singer, but I really can comp a good take together
0: there you go,
1: melodyne yeah. There you go is magic to me. Like I was familiar with auto tune and like the, the effect that it created, uh, you know, early on, I was kind of off put me. It's it, like people have gotten really good at using it both as a, a vocal cleanup and as an effect in of itself. But the mm-hmm. first time someone showed me Melodyne, my mind was blown I, the, Same. in the studio. Like I was like, you know, Make it feel right. I'll make it sound right. I was like, okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> and then he showed me, just like, I'm just going to move this note. I'm like, no, you can't fucking do that.
0: <laughs> but you can. Yeah. You can, somehow. It's absolute magic. I love it. Use it <laughs>
2: yeah. all the time. I was recording with a guy uh, this past week on on one of these secret projects I can't really say much about. Ooh. Ooh. But uh, I was, I told him, I straight up told him, I said... I'm just warning you, like when we're when we're doing the vocal takes here, just trust the process. Like <laughs> we're, we're gonna get there eventually. Um, if it wasn't for Melodyne, I probably wouldn't have a YouTube channel. So shout out Melodyne. Well, I'll tell you, like, whatever you're doing is working
1: because your vocals are fantastic on these tracks. You know, whether yeah. you're doing the the impression of a specific artist or whether you're just you know, just flat out singing, like it works really well. So Again, I
2: appreciate that.
1: <laughs> take comfort in that; <laughs> it's working.
2: <laughs> very good. Very good.
1: Uh, the other thing I noticed with uh, the the older videos, especially like the, this one we just talked about with Blink 182 is that you were doing uh, kind of like a, a like a big arena rock background for a while, and you've you've kind of moved away from that. Uh, did you have like a, a preference or a thought process that were like where you started out doing that, but you're not doing that anymore? Like, do you have one that you like better?
2: You mean like specifically for the visuals? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's it. It all depends. It's it's much like the song selection in that whatever I feel like that any given week is what it's going to be. Right on. Uh, I had access to a green screen that particular week, nice. and I just wanted to. I just wanted to see how it all worked. You know. Yeah. All um right. And and so I decided to kind of almost make it like a meme edit of me like on this stock background like clearly not even paid for yeah you get the iStock photo (laughs) watermark in it still
3: yeah that, um, that is great yeah
2: i i felt like it added to the charm of 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 what was happening a little bit oh yeah and i was fully aware that you know on the on the view of the stage mark and tom are opposite of how they normally are but like the way that i filmed it I cut off a certain part of Mark, so he had to be on a certain side, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, most of the edit is uh, me working around technical limitations or performance limitations.
0: I mean, um, that's what editing is, really, isn't it?
2: Yeah, (laughs) pretty much.
1: Oh, and I can can see where, like, if you lean a certain way, like, the arm gets cut off.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Nice. I mean that makes it fun though. Like it's 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 a fun like almost kind of goofy concept to begin with, and you're like you, you can tell that like it is something that you're enjoying. You're having fun with it, Uh, and it
2: wouldn't it wouldn't play if you weren't. Exactly. Yeah, that's the huge part of it.
0: Jumping forward in time a bit to a more recent cover is you did uh, Taylor Swift's Love Story. I believe that was just kind of in your own style not really specifically like if you know x band covered love story right
2: yeah um it, it was a it was very much a tiktok thing uh, i don't know if you okay. guys are on tiktok
0: N- we're, we're too old for tiktok i think <laughs> really i not. am too <laughs> like nevertheless like, we, like i tried to sign up and put in my birthday and it was just like no <laughs> no <laughs>
2: yeah, no yeah you, you, you must be this young to, yeah. to access <laughs> but uh yeah it, it was a challenge on TikTok, they they just you know they have these certain audios that go viral, and everybody mm-hmm. just kind of does their variation on the video portion to that audio. Okay. Um. So there was this thing of this Taylor Swift song right at the end. It was an EDM remix of the song. Okay. And so you know they had this like build up right to the bridge, and then once the once the last chorus hits, you're supposed to like I don't know put your phone on a skateboard or like a back of a car. And just kind of push it away from you, and just have this effect of like this pan out, and and that's what everybody was doing, and they were just like doing this little dance while the the phone pans out, and it was it was like a cool trend. But I I wanted to take it and do my version of it, which would be like a, a pop punk cover of the song. So I mm-hmm. took the EDM remix and faded it into my cover, and then pushed okay. this. Push this like cart away from me with my phone on it, and then I had a bunch of lights in the background come on, and I I would like perform this song, and it went super viral on TikTok overnight. It got like three and a half, four million views. Damn! And everybody was freaking out. They were like, "You need to record a full version of this and <laughs> give it to us right now." Yes. And and they were I right. Woke up, I woke up the next morning, and I immediately called my boss and I said, I need two days vacation starting right now. Because yes. I was like, I have to make this happen. And yeah. I literally, I took two days off work and I sat in my studio and all I did was write and arrange the full version of the song. And I put it on YouTube and I went back on TikTok and I was like, hey, you guys remember that thing you really liked last week? Uh, the, it, it's on YouTube now. And I got enough people over there to... I guess just give me like a little algorithm boost on YouTube and and it kind of took off. And uh that that was that was like the first thing on the channel that like got serious attention. That's and awesome. uh, it nice. it took this weird TikTok trend to kind of make it happen. You never know where it's going to come from.
1: Yeah. Well, and this was almost exactly a year ago too. So like the like pandemic lockdowns were full swing. You know, we just finally come to terms with the idea that this was gonna be a thing.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: like to to stand out in a world where suddenly like musicians were doing stuff like this, We're transitioning to being uh, fully online, to doing, you know, fun covers or like stitch videos or live streams or whatnot, to be able to like, to, to find a niche and stand out and get that kind of boost. I mean, I'm looking at it now over a million views uh and, and sure it's still ticking away. Um, no pun intended, TikTok. Um
0: <laughs> God damn it.
4: <laughs> in in just I'm cutting that here. out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you won't. You're right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that that's pr- that's that's pretty incredible. And this yeah. this cover is stellar. I love this. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. Um uh, as, as Kitsy can attest. I I love pop. I love mm-hmm. anything with a good melody and uh, I also love pop punk, so this—I mean, this—this this ticks my boxes. There it is again. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, there. There are just certain songwriters and certain songs that, you, what, no matter what you do to it, if you if you treat it with care, it's going to translate yeah. like no problem. And Taylor Swift is one of those artists that, like, just the bed foundation of the songwriting is so solid that, yeah. You're gonna have a winner every time.
0: I mean yeah, I think that's truly the mark of a good song, right? is if you can put it in a different genre and it still slaps, then <laughs> like it's definitely a good song.
1: There are a lot more of her songs that I want to hear in very much the this style. And I, I've seen some other people tackle uh, kind of similar attempts um, that I, I'm not just trying to flatter you because you're here as our guest that I don't I don't think quite hit the the same way.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm tapping into a very specific aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Pop-punk is actually, you know, for all the jokes and memes about it, there's kind of a wide range of things you can do mm-hmm. with, with pop-punk, especially now, like, current in 2021 with Machine Gun Kelly and all those guys that are, like, really doing for pop-punk today what Enema of the State did in 2001, just, yeah. like, blow the doors open on the possibilities of what it could sound like and uh, get all these new fans and then have all the old heads go, like, no, this isn't pop punk, actually. <laughs> I wanted to hate that Machine Gun Kelly record, and I'm kind of mad that I don't because
1: it's really good.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's you know, he he figured out the formula. Man, it or really somebody did. Somebody, somebody did.
1: did. <laughs> well, I, I, you um didn't include them in your list but there are a handful of songs from that record that you've covered and uh yeah. that hate me too is mm. such a fucking jam and like your your version again it it nails it it's so good
2: <laughs> I I appreciate that I I it, and it's it's weird because I am not going to put it out if I don't think it's actually good there yeah. are several songs where I've started it and I'm like I can tell this one would be like a, a phone-in situation. So let me, let me not post it.
0: <laughs> can you give us an example of one of those? Like what, yeah. what, have, you, what have you tried that you've just gone like, nah, this isn't, this isn't it?
2: Well, I guess I should say that I haven't, I haven't cracked it yet is, okay. is the proper term. So there's nothing that I really give up on, but there's things that I shelve sure. uh, t- to come back when I have a different, better idea. Okay. Uh I've tried there's a couple of Taylor Swift songs, especially off um when folklore was huge again during the pandemic. There were a couple of songs that people were coming to me like, you gotta do Betty or you gotta do these other ones. And I'm just like, Yeah, and I sit down with the guitar and I'm like, I see how I see like the easy way to do this, mm-hmm. but I, I don't I don't wanna post the easy way because there's like twenty other people doing that. I wanna make it just a little bit like A to to G almost, instead of A to B to C. Yeah. And, and um, you know, but then the song becomes a little bit out of the public consciousness, and you're like, mm-hmm. well, I maybe missed the opportunity there. I'll, I'll come back, you know, a year or two from now.
1: <laughs> yeah, bring it back as a, as a throwback at that point. Exactly, exactly.
0: Well, one of the Taylor Swift covers you did that I think really hits uh and this is my personal favorite of anything i've I've seen or heard you do uh and that is your live looping uh, delicate cover
2: yeah that that one uh that one was a weird time in my life that was a little older of a video mm-hmm. um and i I wasn't really as established in any aspect of my life um i literally i like the the creation of that video is is I stayed up overnight. Uh, literally, I went to work, and then worked on that all night. Filmed it when the sun came up, and then went to work again. It, I was a mess. Oh, chase! Uh, but um, you know, it just took. I had the idea, and 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 that's one of those things about looping is uh, not n- maybe fifteen percent of songs are are eligible to be looped like that. You know? Yeah. It has to be like pretty much the same chord progression throughout, mm-hmm. and maybe build elements, take away elements, ha- and rely really strongly on like melodic changes. But, um, you know, I, I heard that song and I heard that it had the same chord progression in the verse and the chorus. And then automatically you're like, okay, well, at least it checks that box. Yeah. yeah. And then you can see what elements need to be there versus what elements you can kind of just throw away. But yeah, that one that one was I thought, you know, I was recording it and I was looking at the footage and I'm like, "Oh, this is going to go viral for sure." Like this this has all the elements of something that people would really love. And I posted it and it didn't really, you know, do that well. I don't I still don't think it really has performed that well to this day. But um I I am I'm proud of certain elements of it. Um but such as well, <laughs> I think Hot the, the, the music part is great, but the video is just like I only have one camera. Mm-hmm. So there's like four or five different angles in that video. So I, I had to basically pretend to, to, to loop this thing after the fact, like all the extra times past mm-hmm. okay. take one. And I had to like try to remember my blocking and how I stood. Yeah. And and then you take all that footage at the end, and I'm the only one filming and editing, and so I'm just, like, looking at this, like, oh, God, if I cut here, people are going to tell it's a completely different take. And so I really had to cobble it together, and I struggled, like, a lot. Like, I was, like, sliding clips frame by frame to try to figure out how to put it together to where it looked halfway seamless, you know, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I I would love to get back into doing those types of looping things, um, but it's just so much work.
0: It's so hard to do to do well. Uh, Yeah. Just the
1: way you describe that process, I mean, you you mentioned earlier how, like, you're kind of like your real talent uh, in the, the editing and in, like, arranging and putting everything together, putting those pieces together and making it sound good. Um, but what you didn't really call attention to, but kind of alluded to just now is that you also have that skill in, in video and you can see that like progressing as your Mm -hmm. stuff goes, goes on, you know, this was three years ago, 2018, that this was released, same with the, the blink free falling. Uh, Mm -hmm. but you know, you can see that, that skill coming together and that's something that continues to impress me a lot with, uh, with, you know, a lot of the, the creators. I mean, you mentioned being on TikTok. I feel like I, I made the the joke a while back that TikTok now is to video editing what MySpace in the mid two thousands was to uh, HTML. <laughs> like <laughs> it gets people like learning this skill and yeah, mastering it yeah. in a way that like you don't think about like you're mastering a, a highly technical skill <laughs> as you yes. know just to, to share something fun that you that she created like that's awesome. Uh,
2: yeah, like, I, 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 okay. even on top of that, editing on a technical level, but then learning what grabs people's attention yep. mm-hmm. and how to manipulate the viewership into watching longer yeah. or clicking through to your profile. And, uh, you know, there are cheap, easy ways to grab people's attention. And, you know, if you're on TikTok for any any period of time, you will see people have kind of hacked the algorithm and they will say, like, you know, like, if, if certain people – I don't know, just the way you start a video. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's people on TikTok that are dedicated to sharing those secrets to everybody else. Mm-hmm. So they just grow their entire following based on, if you follow me, I'll tell you how to also get big.
3: <laughs> you and see so that on YouTube like, too. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, for sure. So it's just like re- recurring loop of like, <laughs> you're only popular because you... Are telling other people how to get popular, and it just—I mean, I get it. There's a market for it. But yeah, yeah, it just seems so strange. I don't know. <laughs> well,
1: and you know, you, you mentioned that you know, this this delicate cover—you uh, didn't think it, it hit quite as well as some of the other songs. And by the numbers, it, it sure doesn't. But. Just from a standpoint of a listener, and, you know, Kitsy, you've already said this is, like, your favorite or one of your favorites of, of Alex's stuff. And I would agree, just, like, as a listener, as a musician, and as someone who doesn't have the skill to do looping, uh, but appreciates that, like, real minimalist aesthetic that you bring to a, a looping project like this. Like, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful song to begin with, and it's a mm-hmm. beautiful and respectful cover of the song uh, that you, like, you managed to to make your own while still feeling, like, true to the you know, to to the source.
2: I I like that word, respectful. I I really try everything I do. I want. I'm not like. I'm not making fun of anything. I'm not mm-hmm. like manipulating or or. You know, it's all very earnest and with yeah. good intent. Yeah. And I think that's important.
0: I think that really comes through too. It's like you know, it's at the core of it, like it's obvious that you're a fan. Of, of this kind of music and that's why you're doing it you're not like hey look how dumb this stuff is it's like you you legitimately enjoy the music and I, I think that really comes through in in your covers
1: and th- there are a lot of covers like in in the YouTube world I, I think you know people will just like oh this song's popular I'm gonna learn it on acoustic and I'm gonna to record myself playing it and hopefully that'll get me views and you can you can feel the difference mm-hmm. when it's someone who really loves the song and is playing it because they love the song versus, they're playing it because it's popular and they'll hope that it, it'll get in views. And, you know, either re- approach is fine if that's what you want to do, but it definitely, uh, it hits completely different for me. And I know that that's something that is appreciated, uh, out in the wide world.
2: Yeah. That's my, my favorite, my favorite part of this hands down is, is getting to talk with people who know music theory and like really like even production tricks or whatever, and just, like, to, to hear them talk about, like... And you even took... You took this chord from this part, and then you translated this part, and then this this other thing came through, and this thing that you did, and it's, like... <laughs> the people that really get the granular details... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there are a lot of them... I try to make a lot of them. Uh, like, like, the... Another one that recently, like flopped was that olivia Olivia rodrigo cover i did of uh deja vu um i i was so proud of that and uh i still am proud of it but it just nobody clicked on it because my audience is all 30 year old dudes (laughs) hey i'm almost 40 (laughs) okay okay fair sorry
1: should expand the demo a little yeah you're you're
0: you're about to age out of the demo here any any day now.
1: That's true. You know, it was it was coming, you know, I I've, I've got to get some some higher-waisted pants and some new balance soon. Um, <laughs> you look great, man. I wouldn't have Thank assumed you. that. Thank you. That's that's a rare thing for people to say.
0: <laughs> well, on that note, why don't we go ahead and hear uh, Alex's cover of Delicate? And take a quick break, here from our sponsors, and when we come back, we'll talk to Alex about a few more uh, songs that he's done, so stay tuned.
4: i
1: stations action stations set condition one throughout the podcast i'm your host and sc1 actual caleb
0: i'm your host and xo kitsy i'm your host andrea and i don't know what any of that means
1: welcome to set condition one a Battlestar Galactica fan cast.
0: Each week, we revisit... And I watch for the first time... The 2004 sci-fi series, Battlestar Galactica. Whether you're the commander of a soon-to-be decommissioned battleship... Or
1: unexpectedly promoted to president of the Twelve
0: Colonies... Join us as we make our way through the Battlestar Galactica universe, one episode at a time.
1: I still don't know what you're talking about. Set Condition One, a Night Shift Radio production.
0: New episodes every week at set Condition one throughout the Podcast.com.
3: Now that I understand.
0: Hey everyone, Kitsy here. I just want to give a real quick shout out to our newest patrons over on Patreon. Uh, Thank you to Lori Kitzmiller, that's my mom, hi mom, for uh, for joining, as well as Anna Marie Mendocino and Shelby Gershio. Thank you all so much for joining our Patreon and helping us keep doing what we're doing. If you want to shout out an upcoming episode, as well as a free sticker pack and some really cool behind the scenes content, head on over to patreon.com slash left of the dial FM and sign up and you'll get the cool stuff. Still listening to left of the dial. I am still Kitsy. Caleb still has not been published. Nope. <laughs> and we're still talking to Alex Melton. Hey. Hey. How you doing?
2: I'm uh, hanging in there. It's it's a little warm where I am too. So I'm I'm feeling you on on that on that part. Yeah, you're down in uh, the southeast, right?
1: Yeah, South Carolina. Yep. So you 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 get a very similar climate. The the hot, the humid, uh, yes, the sticky.
3: Yeah, I, I'm
1: familiar. <laughs> Every day.
0: We have a new segment, very new, uh, very new segment happens right now, apparently, right <laughs> after the break. I've just, I've just decided just now. Uh, and that is where we uh, take questions from our Patreon patrons for, for our guests. And uh, we have only one this week because we don't have a lot of patrons yet. Uh, Patreon.com slash left the dial FM. If you are interested in signing up hint hint uh but this question comes from uh from patron and also uh frequent collaborator andrea and she wants to know if you've ever considered doing uh what if old fallout boy played new fallout boy okay yes so (laughs) there
2: that's that's basically uh the comments section of all my videos (laughs) (laughs) has 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 already come up with like the next two years worth of my content for me, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's perfect because they get to request things or ask me about, about certain things. And I get to see what people would actually want to click on. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, you know, I'll get something like that and I'll say, Hmm, okay, well 900 people liked that comment. So <laughs> i you know, it must be, it must be something. Yeah. Uh, but that is a really good idea. Um, I there's certain little Patrick Stump mannerisms and uh and ways of singing that I feel like he's kind of lost over the years as they kind of shift their sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that would be interesting to to take some of their newer compositions and and kind of turn them into maybe what our generation would have wanted to hear instead. It's it's weird though because Fall Out Boy is one of those bands one of the few bands that has actually somehow managed to still keep the ball rolling uh, even now like they're just like a household name like them and Paramore yeah and, and Panic at the disco somehow transcended the scene. Uh, so now they've got these like pop hits, huge charting like you know in in video games and played in sporting events or whatever and it's just mm-hmm. like that would be cool because everybody knows those songs. yeah, already. Yeah. Uh, so I think you have a wide viewership. And, it, it, you know, it's tough to go back and forth. It's like, all right, do I want to do all the popular stuff or, or stuff that I actually care about? Sometimes that Venn diagram overlaps pretty good, but sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> but uh, in that case, that would be awesome. I think that's a great idea. And uh, it's definitely on the list, and it might bump up a few notches on the list now.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I I uh, I will also... Upvote that as well. I would love to, to to see slash hear that myself. Same. So,
2: I love singing like that, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's another one that that you I think you nail really well.
2: Yeah, yeah. You, you've I guess I've only done the one video, so the sample size is small. But as long as it's a good sample size,
0: <laughs> yeah. You're of course referring to uh, if uh, old Fallout Boy wrote "Free Fallen," which we talked about yes. earlier. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's that's also such a jam.
2: It's such a blank slate of a of a song yeah. format, right? Uh, Again, like, like three chords and like I don't know, like a very simple melody. Yeah.
0: yeah, but like we talked about earlier, like if you can take a song and just like copy and paste it into different genres and it still holds up, then it's it's a great song. And I mean, Tom Petty, one of the greatest songwriters to ever live. So, and uh, I, there you go. I feel
1: like it's the kind of song that just begs to be covered, anyway. Yeah, and so like bands are out there doing it, and like you finding ways to do it. So creatively in so many like, different
2: approaches uh, is really cool. Yeah, I I I'm definitely have plans to do that again. Take one song and do a bunch of different shit to it. Nice. So uh, you know, it's just, it's just finding the right one. So yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool because I that's that's another thing I loved with the Free Fallen one is like uh, you know, it's you, all the bands that you did are are, are pop punk but they're all very like a very specific slice of pop punk so the songs end up being extremely different mm-hmm. even though it's the same song in the same genre um so yeah I'd, I'd love to see more like that where it's you know three or four different bands uh that was just such a cool I think you you did a video uh I, I forget what song it was but it was like the the band uh that that was doing the song kept changing throughout the video like every oh uh, yeah like what, what remind me what that one was
2: It was the Machine Gun Kelly. It was like his first dip into pop punk. It was before the album came out. Is that I Think I'm Okay song with uh, Youngblood, I think is his name. Uh, But yeah, it's that that Watch Me Take a Good Thing and Fuck It All Up in One Night, that song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that one started with, I did a TikTok video covering it. And my arrangement ended up sounding a lot like Four Year Strong. Mm-hmm. just with all the different runs and everything. And then when I went to make it a full video, I couldn't figure out how to make the rest of it sound like Four Years Strong. And I'm like, well, this is going to be a mess <laughs> if I try to like just shove this song into this. And I'm like, okay, well, wait, what if I just take each part of the song and and actually the, the part of the song informed what band I was going to use? Uh, because obviously there's certain parts like Youngblood's verse has a completely different vibe than Machine Gun Kelly's verse. And uh, the outro is completely different. So it's like that was like the only way that video could have happened. Those specific bands in that specific order was like the most natural way to fit them all in. And that that one ended up doing really well somehow. Yeah, You um, hit a bunch of my
1: favorites uh, yeah. in the, those choices too. So
2: <laughs> Yeah, that was a cool one. I'd, I'd like to do more stuff like that too.
0: Well, before we get too far away from it, because uh, I, I definitely want to talk about this one, um, we we heard "Stay in Love," which is an original tune uh, of yours. Did I just say tune? You what did. I, I love it. I love Jesus. it.
2: Jesus. Yeah, you can use that word. That's all right.
0: <laughs> I think uh, I think I'm getting old. Um, playing yeah, tunes it, at the gig, son. Yeah, playing some tunes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's an original of yours. And we, we heard that coming back in from the break. And this, uh, this is again, another one of my, my favorites. You have a, a video of you playing this entire EP, uh, start to finish on every instrument in, in the arrangement that you, you filmed one at a time and then kind of edited all together. Uh, and I think that was like the first, uh, at least that I can remember the first one that you've, you've done where it's like, you know, you being the whole band, um, I know you've done some, some like, uh, I guess they weren't really live streams they the pre-recorded cause you obviously can't play six instruments live. Um, right. you can figure that out. That'd be, that'd be rad. But, uh, <laughs> I know you've done a few, like you just did one recently for, for 200,000 subscribers, uh, which congratulations, by the way, that's awesome. Oh yes. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I think this was like the first, at least that I saw of you like actually playing, you know, everything as a, as a band, but it's all just you. And I, I thought that was such a brilliant thing to do
2: yeah it was it was again one of those things where i had way more time than uh anything else uh so i could i could take the time to make that video the right way yeah uh which you know t- today i i don't know how i would do that like yeah, that must know, have back taken then, some time for sure yeah back then i i i had like this little townhouse apartment by myself Nobody to answer to, no pets, no girlfriend, nothing. It was just me, and I get off work, and I and now I just have what am I? What the fuck am I supposed to do? I don't know. <laughs> so I just worked on songs and music, uh, and I had access to a recording studio back then that wasn't in my house. Like I now everything's just local, right here. I just walk upstairs, and it's all here. But nice. back then, I was I was like the manager of the studio. And so it wasn't a very busy studio, and so basically my hours were just me fucking around with all the gear in there, and um, so I was able to make that, and that's also where I made um, a couple other covers on the channel back that you know were back in 2016 or whenever that was, Mm -hmm. but uh, but yeah, that one was a special thing because uh, again the circumstances really dictated. That I was able to do that, and and that that part of my life is now a little bit more complicated. <laughs> I'm sure, uh, got yeah. A, got a fiance and a full time job, and then all this all this YouTube stuff and and obligations, and and that would never be able to happen today. So I'm thankful it's it exists. Yeah, yeah.
1: and it, I think it's it's worth pointing out that like this is again the kind of caliber of stuff that people have been doing over the last couple of years, kind of out of necessity you were doing five, six, seven years ago for fun and doing really well. And I, I, I guess, you know, sooner or later you're, you're going to get tired of, uh, of us like fluffing you up here, but like big fan. So yeah. it, it's going to come out in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I understand.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've watched that video. Like that was you know, obviously a, a lot of people have done stuff like that now, but I think that was like the first time I'd ever seen someone do something like that and then it was also like a style of music that I'm really into, so it was just I had just watch that thing on repeat for like when it when it first happened. Like
2: Yeah, uh, I've I've got my comfort videos like YouTube videos that I'll just put on. Yeah. And so I yep. I'm really I'm always honored when when people tell me that some of my stuff is their like, you know, go-to just for just to throw something on, you know. Right. Yeah,
0: it was that, that one and the, the delicate cover, like, uh, I think they, they both hit like right at a time where like things were like really, really shitty for me. And so mm. like I couldn't get out of bed for, for, you know, days at a time. And so I just sit there on my iPad and watch YouTube video after YouTube video. And so those were two that like would always like kind of jazz me up and like get me excited about life. Cause they were just so, uh, I don't know, just so so fun and uh, and entertaining, so mm-hmm. yeah, definitely de- definitely watch those a bunch.
2: That's super cool. and, and was... we are all sappy <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was geeking out about your bass earlier too, but also a big fan of Tellies and I see you using at least one, if not sometimes multiple, throughout the videos, and that always uh makes me happy too
2: yeah i it was so weird my my evolution of taste in guitar. I started out and I didn't really have a choice. Uh, I just played whatever I could, you know, find at the pawn shop or whatever. Sure. And then, yeah. yeah. My my dad brought home this uh, Epiphone. I think I I I had it in the most recent Blink One Eighty Two Thousand Miles that Hollow Body. Yeah. And, uh, that was a I didn't even pick that guitar. It was just kind of like gifted to me by my parents, and uh, I had that for a while. And then I started getting into Gibson, no Epiphone SGS for some reason. I wanted the collection of different color SGS. And uh, I, I ended up selling them all because they weren't, like, I don't know. They weren't great quality. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I, I valued uh, flashiness over quality sometimes. And then, you know, I graduated college and I got uh, a credit card.
3: <laughs> oh, and no.
2: I, like you do. I, yeah.
3: I, <laughs> I went ahead
2: and I just said, okay, if I'm going to get a guitar, I'm going to get a guitar. So, I got, like, a American Standard Telecaster. Mm. and um, yeah. it was a lot of money for <laughs> me, and that's that's the guitar I've been using for almost a decade now. I will never stop using it. It's so cool. I love that guitar. I'm also
1: curious your experience with the, uh, the is it called Acoustic Sonic line? Yeah, yeah. That, that you've been trying out, because uh, I was super interested when I saw those released, and then I heard you start playing, and I'm like, well, this sounds exactly like I hope it would.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting because... Fender reached out to me and I was like, are you kidding me? And the, and the guy was like, hey, we like your stuff. We'd like to send you an acoustasonic. And I'm like, please, please don't let it be the Stratocaster one. I hate those. Looks. <laughs> <laughs> it look so dumb. Yep. And uh, and so he sent me the telly. And um, I will tell you, it it's it's perfect for playing mm. live. Like it it has all these different models and like kind of EQ for different ones. And then you can just slap that thing down and all of a sudden you'd have like a telly tone. Um, obviously in the studio, you you don't like really record acoustic DI when you're like right. tracking stuff normally. So yeah. it's hard to really utilize it for that. But with these country style arrangements I do, it's really cool. I can get a certain setting and And have all the the neck flexibility to play like kind of higher lead things. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like an acoustic instrument. And uh, I can kind of EQ it to almost make it sound like a banjo, depending on how it sits in the mix. Mm -hmm. And so it's really helped me fill out those like acoustic country style arrangements, which I'm a huge fan of. Those like session players on those Nashville country records are just oh, my God, they're world-class musicians. And so Absolutely. Yeah, I have such a deep appreciation for the instrumentation on some of those records. So that's Same. what I try to emulate. Yeah, that that market, that, that industry in particular, that
1: niche of country, I mean, you, they're phenomenal musicians and session musicians and live musicians and whatnot throughout the industry, but like, I feel like, there's something special about the people who dedicate their lives to that type of music and the talent that they have. That yeah. uh, I think a lot of times goes underappreciated because so many people tend to write off the genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's a lot of lot to unpack in the like oh I like everything but country and rap which you know we don't have time for. There's a lot of bullshit to unpack there, uh, but that happens. Yep. People people write off the genre and you miss out on like so much good stuff.
2: Yes, absolutely. I mean, the, that Casey Musgraves record, oh. uh, I think really did a lot for country music, like to, to cross over into the pop thing, and, and mm-hmm. but still have such nuanced playing throughout that whole record. It, that, that's, I think that's like top five albums. It's, it's in there somewhere. That Casey Musgraves album is insane. Yeah, and there's
1: a, there's a handful of musicians that are really, like, making a, a splash in, like, multiple, you know, genres or scenes while really just staying true to what they're at. I mean, I think about, like, so many of my friends that are into pop punk or metal or whatnot that are like, have you heard the new Sturgill Simpson? And I'm like, mm. what? You Okay, yeah, sure,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> You, I've heard it, but why have you heard it? Like
1: what? The, the day that like, yeah. my brother out of nowhere I was like, I'm really into Jason Isbell. I'm like
0: what?
2: <laughs> Which yeah, is I mean, the, awesome, the, but, but those like those guys it, are just so earnest. Like I'm uh-huh. saying, you can't help but but love what they're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Cover Me Up is one of my like sad day songs.
2: <laughs> Which who's that by? I'm gonna look. Uh, it that's Jason Isbell. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to type that in for later. Double check yes. myself,
1: make sure that I'm quoting the right thing because my recall is pretty bad. No,
0: uh, you're right. Yeah. Uh,
3: so right. you I was right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We don't have to get angry letters and tweets. <laughs> letter, who writes letters to a podcast? Oh,
1: you know what? I don't want to publish our address because it's my address, but I kind of want people to write
0: letters to the podcast. We need a P.O. box. We
1: do. We do. I, I did this all wrong.
0: <laughs> I mean, That's, com- that's kind of L-O-T-D. our life story, isn't it?
1: Don't trust me with your business. I don't know what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> that could be like a tagline for our company. We did it all wrong. Yeah. And yet somehow here we are. Uh we have a couple more songs to talk about. Uh we did we have another blink 182 uh cover to talk about here. Uh, blink 182 covering a song. You being blink 182 covering a song. <laughs> just feel like I have to get real specific here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah, that. um which and th- th- I think this song choice is just absolutely brilliant. Um I remember when this song came out and was like everywhere all the time. Yep. Uh, and that's if Blink 182 wrote One Week by Bare Naked Ladies.
4: Well, it's been one week since you looked at me. Go you it right on the side, it's a green. Five days since you laughed at me. Say so could goodbye together, come back and see me. Three days since I'm living room. I feel like it's all my fault, but didn't tell you yesterday, you're forgiving me. it will still be two days so I see you're sobbing. Holding down a washer hood week, so make you stop thinking. You think you're looking at Aquaman. I'm to the dish Although I like the shallots Wish I like the sushi Cause it's just never touch a fry pan I like wasabi when I bust Be like the end rhymes Because I'm all about value for camp has got the mad hits She try to match wits She's trying to hold me as a buzz soup. Gonna make a break and take a figure like a nigga, naked out Like vanilla It's the bites and the flavors you see the show Cause then you'll know the fruit it goes Gonna go. cause it's so dangerous Your life beside a waver now, but if I think it's funny when you're mad trying hard, not to smile, though I feel bad I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral Can't understand what I mean, what you say. well I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve I have a streak, it's taken off my shirt sure. It's been one week since you looked at me Threw your eyes in the air and said you're crazy Five days since you tackled me Yeah, I still got the records on for my days. Three days since the afternoon China, the Chinese chicken. Have a drumstick and your brain stops sticking. Watching X-Files when the lights on. With all the maze on. I hope the one remains in this one. My ears are full of getting frantic. Like, sing a tantric. My singer's hand trick. My singer's guaranteed to satisfy. crew Kurosawa having mad films. Gay, I don't make films. But if I do, they have a samurai. Can't get inside a club, so find kind of that. Across the ground, the Kawatani knife just set my eyes on. Always flying off the backsway. Gotta get into a
2: I will tell you the struggles I had.
0: (laughs) Tell me the struggles. Yes,
2: to to get clean takes of those verses. Holy moly! Oh, I bet those verses are not easy. (laughs) It's I didn't slow it down at all. Like I was just like, I'm not going to speed it up. That's for damn sure. But I'm not going (laughs) to slow it down either. And Uh, uh, yeah. I, I love how
1: you even like make nods to that in the videos where you'll have the the text pop up on the screen like this
0: is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Lyric yeah, reading I, intensifies. Th- there was no
2: way that I was gonna memorize that stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> like but, <laughs> well, how, that's too much to expect of, of Nobody point.
0: has that kind of time.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it's it's such a again, it's such a, like a I don't know, infectious song, yeah, and, uh, and that melody—you could just take that melody, put anything you want under it, and um, the 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 format of the lyrics and the and like the the way that you know it's a po it's a poem, you yeah. know, it's poetry, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just really technical technical poetry <laughs> sometimes, but um, yeah, it's it's I can't believe um, how well that one I I. I remember talking to my friends and I said, I'm thinking about doing this song. And I think, you know, depending on a couple years difference, I was aware of it, but I didn't like think it was like in the public zeitgeist as much as it is. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) I went went to my friends and I was like, is anybody going to know this song? And they're like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you can do that one. That one's going to do really well. And I'm like, okay, okay, here we go. And, and then it absolutely exploded, and and the band was super kind enough to uh, post it on their own Twitter. Like, oh, that's so. Hague cool. Ladies did. Yeah, that's the awesome. day that I posted it, somehow what? they found it, <laughs> and they that's they great. like they shouted me out, and that was like a life moment there. That yeah. is so cool. That is huge. Uh, I like to ask everyone this
1: question when the topic comes up of this song. Are you familiar with the uh, the old fan theory that the song is actually about a man who is slowly going mad after committing murder? No, <laughs> I have no idea. We don't we don't have time to go all into it, but I'll, I'll see if I can find it and uh, share it with you. But well, there's a great thing that someone posted. It was like a Reddit thread from years ago where they break the song down verse by verse about how like it's this man who like he like in an argument murders his girlfriend and is like descending into madness all by himself while he waits to be caught. <laughs> and, wow yeah the 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 final uh piece so to speak uh, you know where he says uh uh home of the Robbie uh, he's talking about the the stadium uh and they're like and that's where he buried
0: the body'm <laughs> like oh my god
2: <laughs> i I'm gonna google that and see if I can find it myself that sounds super interesting <laughs> it's Holy it's so crap. cool
0: <laughs> I forgot all about that. I remember reading about that theory years ago and completely yeah. forgot about it. Now that you've mentioned it, I'm like, "Oh, that is that is a thing." I got to yeah, I got to refresh myself on that because that's uh
1: anytime this conversation this song comes up in conversation, I ask and usually people haven't heard it uh, and when there's time I, I dig it up and I read the whole thing out because it's it's an adventure for me to relive ev- relive every time too. <laughs> oh
2: man, that's so <laughs> wild.
1: They're just, they've, they've always been such a goofy band Mm -hmm. that to think that like this song, which almost definitely isn't about that, uh, could have
0: anything. I guarantee you, it's not about anything. It's just gibberish. But the the idea
1: that this, this seemingly goofy gibberish song could have these sinister undertones is such a, like, that's, that's
0: the kind of conspiracy I can get into.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. (laughs)
0: So one of the things that you did in, in this song in particular that that uh I, I noticed you do quite often is you you'll often give a like a musical motif nod to the band that you're you're parodying. And so there's a, a little kind of like breakdown where you do like a nod to uh, Blink When you down, like right in the middle. Uh right d- down's the one. Am I thinking of the right song? I think it's I miss you. That's what I meant. I miss yeah. you. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I get those two mixed up a lot.
2: That's fair. They kind of are similar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you, you kind of, you nod to that in like in this, you know, one week cover, um, which is like, and it, you know, if you're not really paying attention, listening for it, you might miss it. Um, but I, I love those little, just those little nods that you do in, in your covers sometimes.
2: Yeah. The, the, the lyric there was like, it'll be too late to say I'm sorry or something. It'll be two, two weeks till I say I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just it, it it almost had the same melody as the part in I miss you where he's like where are you and I'm so sorry. <laughs> and so I just I just swapped them out. And then uh because I thought it would be funny and uh and then uh, again getting from chorus 1 to verse 2 uh I was like well that I'll just play the I miss you chords here to get us to the next part. And um it's it's always cool to read the comments and see people be like, I, I see what you did there. I, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. But Love those it, little nods. It, it's it's just a, I thankfully I stuck out my music degree long enough in college to to like just have super solid foundation in music theory and 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 like writing and arranging, and that is honestly. You know, people' are, feelings are ambivalent on college these days, but uh, <laughs> for for music, you got to dive in fully for like a couple years, mm-hmm. and then once you come out the other end, you have all these tools that you're not even aware that you're gathering in yeah. the moment. I remember going to some of these classes and being like, "This is so stupid. Why do I have to like train myself on intervals and like sight singing and all this stuff?" and then you know, I was in the studio last week and uh, I was like, we're in the key of G and I need to hit the third above. So that's going to be, you know, and, and I was like, I just knew, you know, I <laughs> yeah. knew what I needed to do. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I went to college now. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, I've actually been thinking about taking like some just like one-off music theory classes to brush up. stuff myself because I studied it a a very very little bit back like right when I graduated high school and have just the very basic fundamental knowledge um but I find like when you know when I'm producing music for for other people now um like just being able like it's like one of those things like I know what I want you to do but I don't know how to say it and so I feel like just having a little bit more of that theory knowledge would would be get me to be able to say like do this do this thing um uh, yep. so it's that's it's that's all it helpful. is yeah
2: it's it's a language that you need yeah. to be able to speak to to communicate musical ideas sometimes yeah I, I find myself in that boat where i'm like i
1: i don't know how to explain i'm using the wrong terms and people call me out and i'm like i don't know what the right thing is i just know this here let me play yeah. it for you yeah. or here let me sing it there for you
0: like like what happens in this one song after the second <laughs> chorus like do that
2: <laughs> oh my god, references to other songs is a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. When I when I'm trying to write, I'm like, oh well, I'll just do like a yellow card thing here. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know, you just you just I don't know, you, you pull that's all music is really, is you're yeah. just grabbing little parts from all of your influences and throwing them into a bucket and swirling it around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds so elegant
2: the way you put it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hoping it comes out like a a finely mixed like... Professional paint color and not a chum bucket. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's, it, that's not a good mixed metaphor. <laughs> no. So, music's like a soup, right? <laughs>
2: uh, you, you, you definitely don't want to be like, you just put a hamburger in a blender. You don't want to be able to like trace it back what one is this, to Eve one. Six? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're in too deep here. <laughs>
0: Oh boy
1: we've we've talked a couple times now without actually like listening to one of the songs about some of the the uh, songs where you'll do you'll take a, a song and do it in a like pop country uh, sort of feel uh, and you picked one to talk about that is honestly one of my favorites that you do and uh, kind of going back to the same thing with that Machine Gun Kelly r- record. It's one of my favorites that you do because I wanted to hate it so bad. Yeah, and then when it started, I was like, "Nah, this is real fucking good." Uh, and that's your, your cover of "I Write Sins Not Tragedies." I'm sorry, "I Write Sins Not Tractors." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah that uh, that was a happy accident. Like literally, um, you know, you, you just—I had an acoustic guitar in my hand, and I was trying to figure out. How to play the song for some TikTok or something, and then I I played the wrong chord progression, but it just so <laughs> happened to be, like the most prevalent chord progression in pop country, sure, yeah. which is yeah. that that four one six five chord progression that pretty much everybody uses. Yep, and um I was like, oh no, this this melody absolutely works way too well under these <laughs> chords. And I'm like, this sounds like a country song. And so I just did it in the country accent. And um, it, and, and that is what started that entire series. That's, that song, me fucking it up and then realizing <laughs> that it, it could work a little bit. And then it, it like, people watched it and they, they liked it. And I'm like, okay, well now every pop punk song is going to get countryfied eventually. Amazing! <laughs>
1: oh, I love it. And uh, again, going back to what we we're talking about with uh, the one-week video, where like you'll throw a little um, like nods to the to the audience, so to speak, in the in the visuals, uh, like the, these um, textual references to it being like you're you're playing this at like a, a country dive bar, and people mm-hmm. are like, "Wait, what is this song?"
2: Yeah, I felt like I, I I don't know. I couldn't just throw people in cold, right? Yeah. Yeah. To the concept, uh, and and I, I didn't really have. I don't know. It was just a static camera with me playing, and I'm like, well, this is absolutely boring. It goes back to that (laughs) conversation we had, where above all else, no matter how good the song is, no matter how good the playing is, it has to be entertaining, Mm -hmm. or else it's not going to hold people's attention. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try. To ride this line of it being a like a, a sketch, but I don't want to interrupt the music for any like dialogue or scene setting. Yeah. So it's just gonna all be like an inner monologue like subtitle type thing. And, and yeah. Uh, you know, it's kinda silly, but again, I think it's 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 at least a little charming. <laughs> I
1: mean, it Definitely. won me over. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I don't think this was like the first of your songs that I heard, uh, but like it's you know I I'd stumbled across a few. I liked them, and then like Kitsy really like pointed me back to you, and I was just kind of going through your your back catalog, and I was like, no, 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 this can't be what I think it is, <laughs> and it was exactly what I thought it was, but so much better.
2: <laughs> and I, I will say I have to give credit to TikTok for the title of the okay. video because i posted a little snippet on tiktok and then everybody in the comments were were making puns right <laughs> um, so i i straight up found my favorite pun and i was like yeah that's going to be the title now
1: <laughs> and panic oh. at the square dance is great too yeah <laughs> a lot of uh,
2: a lot of people are calling it y'all alternative music
3: <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> that is so good <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's, somebody smarter than me came up with that, so I that's, can't take
0: <laughs> That's so good, I'm angry I didn't come up with it. Like, that I'm is, legitimately mad. That is very good.
1: <laughs> and, on, like, I grew up uh, in you know, rural upstate New York and, like, coming out here to, like, rural Missouri and Illinois every summer and every winter. So, like, I was exposed to a lot of pop country growing up. Uh, and while that's not really my jam, I still have a, a huge soft spot for it. And, you know, if like a, uh, the Judds or Randy Travis or something like that comes on the radio, I'm going to listen and I'm going to get stoked about it. And so to hear songs that are very much in my wheelhouse performed in that style, it just, it's, it's a total throwback for me and I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the coolest part is um, whenever you listen to a cover, you already know the song. Uh-huh. yeah and so there's such a, a, a an easy entrance in into buying into it and and it's it's this weird thing that you don't get from music a lot, where you some simultaneously know exactly what's about to happen mm-hmm. and also have no idea what's about to happen. Yes, and uh it's such a cool concept to 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 ride that line of like familiar versus brand new. And, uh, that's, that's probably my favorite part of doing this whole thing. Yeah. And a, as much as this take is
1: a little bit on the irreverent side, it still sticks to that. You know, what I said earlier, how, when you approach these songs, it's clear you approach them respectfully. Uh, and like, it's, it's so fun to, to, to see you play with genre and play with, uh, with musical styles and arrangements and make something totally new out of something so familiar.
2: Yeah, I I never want people to get the impression that I'm mocking anything I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I uh, you know I, if it wasn't for the thing that already happened, I wouldn't even be able to do what I'm doing. So yeah. you, right. know, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, I th- I think I think it comes through very very earnest that you are just a fan of. Yeah. of music in general but you know the, the music that you you cover and and parody especially um you know I I definitely get the impression that you wouldn't be doing uh, a song that that you didn't there wasn't something about it that you just deeply loved as a as a fan so yeah
2: yeah the the ironic part is when i was like a teenager and i thought i was like this edgy <laughs> punk dude i literally <laughs> like avoided Country music like the plague. Same. Because I just like, I was like, everything about what they're doing, what they look like, what they sound like, I hate with a <laughs> deep passion. Mm-hmm. And uh it just felt so I don't know, I felt so strong. Like I would like plug my ears when I heard it in public. I was such a little shit. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's so ironic that like, you know, because my parents watched me go through this evolution of like absolutely hating it and then coming to like appreciate it and now i'm like halfway making a living off of it <laughs> it's <just> so weird <laughs> well,
0: i i think it's you know the the i used to hate country music i is just the, just like you said like i used to absolutely just can't stand it won't give it a chance like plug my ears close my eyes i can't hear you um it's all garbage i hate everything about it mm-hmm. and i think it's you know it's like any genre where like if you just take you know the 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 stuff that's going to get the most popular any genre is is going to be like the lowest common denominator um of that genre and it, it, you know I, I think for you know for me uh you know I, I think a lot of other musicians like this for for musicians especially who like really want to appreciate the deeper stuff that's going on like you're not going to find that in that lowest common denominator so you know, you like the genres you like because you've taken the time to dig down and find the really, really good stuff that's not just on the surface level. And if you take that time in other genres, you'll find it. It's mm-hmm. there. You know, yep. every genre has something to offer you, but you know, you've got to get past that surface level, just, you know, lowest common denominator stuff that, that rises to the top. And I think that's really hard. I know it took me a long time to figure that out. I think it's, just, it's hard for some people to to really understand and, and figure out for themselves.
2: Yeah, I think the the phrase that I've heard people say that sounds like, it almost sounds like a cop-out, but, you know, when you say, well, like, what kind of music do you like? And they say, oh, I, I like good music. Hmm. It doesn't matter what genre it is, yeah. as long as it's a good version of that, then I'll listen to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, same. Like, I, I always say, like, I, I like a well-written song, you know? I have the genres I kind of gravitate towards, um, but, like, a well-written song in any genre I can appreciate and enjoy. And yeah, same here. It, it's just like if, if it's good music, I'm gonna find something about it that I like.
2: Uh, and if it makes you feel something, whether that's positive or negative or confusion, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, I guess that's what music's supposed to do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely.
0: Cool. Well, we we've got to wrap it up, Alex. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we uh, close this out, is there uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, you want to drop your your you know social media stuff, whatever you got.
2: Yeah, my my manager wants to see those Instagram numbers go up. So. <laughs> At Alex Melton on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you just Google Alex Melton, my YouTube channel will pop up. Uh, I think it, it the YouTube uh, URLs are weird, so I don't know how to how to yeah. point people in that. I
0: will
2: we'll put uh, the
1: link
0: to it in the in the show notes. Yeah, I'll put it in the mm. show
1: notes. The other thing that I wanted to ask you about. Um, uh, I like to, whenever uh, an artist that we talk to has a Bandcamp page, I like to uh, include that. And I see that you have a Bandcamp page, but you also have your studio page, the Vacation Room Studio. Um, do you like to plug both? Do you prefer one over the other? I mean, there's more content on the, the Vacation Room for sure.
2: Yeah, that that was like the whole the whole YouTube channel was going to be a place to like try to get clients for my recording studio back in the day. So mm-hmm. that, that name is kind of stuck on certain places, but that's where I'm uploading all the co- uh, current stuff. It's okay, on okay. the Vacation Room Studio Bandcamp. Okay, cool. sweet. Well, I'll make sure to include that as well then.
0: Uh, and I
2: believe you also have a Patreon, do you not? I do, I do. It's, um, it, I, I, I hesitate to tell people, I, I like to have like a, a really tangible reason for, for people to go there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to give you something. And I, I do session breakdowns there, where I go and I, I I open up my Pro Tools sessions for all my stuff and I show you what plugins I'm using or, or how I wrote a certain thing. Uh, it's not for everybody, and uh, if you just like supporting creators, you know you can certainly subscribe to that. Uh, and if you want some actual quasi educational content, it is there. Uh, but you know I'm not like I. I don't use the Patreon to like make my living. It's just an extra thing. Gotcha. So if you if, if people are interested, then then check it out. But I'm not I feel feel free to not do that as well, I okay. guess. Fair enough.
0: We'll put the link to that in the show notes as well and let uh let the fans decide.
2: <laughs> That's fair. Good point.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cool uh, well was there anything uh, anything coming up that, that we should get excited about? I know that you said there's a couple things you can't quite talk about yet but uh... there,
2: there's one big announcement that uh, we're waiting on some pieces to fall into place. Uh, by the time this airs I will have announced that I'm doing a couple of small little acoustic shows uh, in North Carolina um, and those will be on my socials. Nice. Um, but yeah, this was a very stimulating conversation and I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I love talking about myself, obviously, <laughs> and I love talking to other music appreciators and you guys, um, you guys ask some good questions and you seem like you have good insight on things. So oh, thank this was, you. this was great.
0: Yeah, We're really stoked to have you on. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is, this has been an absolute delight. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and go out on, uh, the panic at the at the square dance i right sins not tractors uh country cover and uh yeah that'll do it for us this has been left of the dial i have been kitsy caleb has been coy thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week
4: In the pews in a church corridor, and I can't help but to hear, No, I can't help but to hear any exchanging words. What a beautiful wedding! What a beautiful wedding! Says a bridesmaid to a waiter. What a shame! Poor Green's bride is a whore Technically, i marriage married to say, well, it's calls for a toast, so pour the champagne, pour the champagne. Well, in fact, I mean, look at it this way, I mean, technically, a marriage married say, it's calls for a toast, so pour to face these kind of things with a sense of yeah. Did you people ever heard of love in a goddamn door? No. It's much better to face these kind of things with a sense of